0: All right, are we ready to get this uh, show on the road yes okay sir. okay tell me when you're ready to record ed and then we'll get
1: it's recording it's going
0: what you fucker another episode of metal rock and whiskey i'm sailor and sometimes i get riled up mostly i curse and maybe i'll <clears throat> even shed a tear no that doesn't happen i'm pretty shitty at playing guitar but i really like to talk about music
2: on this podcast we typically compare two albums from one artist each against each other we discuss argue and debate the merits and in the end only one album will reign supreme
0: And speaking of whiskey, we also drink whiskey and lots of it on this show. Each week, one of us pairs whiskey with the albums or artists that we discuss. But before we get into that, I am here tonight with all of my dudes, Matt, Jake, and Ed. How's it going, guys? And what are we drinking tonight?
1: Mmm, going great. Ed, what you drinking there, bud? Hello, everyone. Well, um, I got me something special tonight. This is something that I guess you can only get in Kentucky. Um, it's a bottle of Heaven Hill Green Label Six Year, yeah, bourbon. Very cool, nice. which is yeah. very very nice. Yes. I'm a Good big stuff. fan. And if I ever find myself in Kentucky, I'm picking up a case of it.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty tasty. It's got nice floral notes. I would recommend uh, the one little notch above is the Bottled and Bond Six Year, the white
1: label. It's just uh, it's just a touch better. Yeah, that's what me me and another guy were shooting for. Um, one of his friends went down there, and we a- he asked him to pick up some of the the bib for us, but um, they picked up this instead. I guess they didn't know what they were looking for, but this alright. This stuff is good. It's still yeah. really good, and I'm it's like nine dollars a bottle. Yeah,
2: very inexpensive.
1: Beated.
0: Yeah, that's what I. That's my favorite thing about it.
2: <laughs> it sure makes it taste better, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, it does. But
2: about you, Matt? Uh, I am drinking uh,
3: Henry McKenna. A uh, ten-year bottle and bond single barrel.
2: Yes. Um, nice.
3: Very um, good. Very underrated. Love that. Yep. Huge toffee bomb up front. Uh, nice spice on the back end. Uh, super
2: delicious. How about you, Jake? I'm drinking an uh, an Old Weller antique pick uh, from a store in Metro Detroit called the Red Wagon. It's a pretty tasty pick. Came out last year. Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Another one of my my favorites. Yeah, uh,
2: I love uh, I love Weller Antique. I think the the proof point at 107 is money on it. And mm-hmm. if you're if you can uh, put a little bit of legwork in and and try to snag up the store picks, they're they're certainly worth it. They are uh, there are some really interesting variants between the barrels. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay. How about you, Sailor? I think pre-show, pre-show you mentioned that this might be slightly <laughs> repulsive so I can't wait to hear about it.
0: No! <laughs> no. I didn't say that. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. There's nothing repulsive about my Wild Turkey 101. I am currently on vacation and I'm in a very tiny town in New England and they literally had about five so-called whiskeys <clears throat> on their shelf in this mm-hmm. liquor store and uh, the best that I could get which is a great bourbon was well turkey 101. Um, it's kind of my my everyday one of my everyday drinkers. So I'll be sipping on this for the next couple of days until <laughs> I can get <laughs> proper bourbon.
2: Until she's absolutely sick of it.
0: <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> another another one of those back to kind of eds point. Another just such a underrated pour. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. On the box. <laughs> Well, I don't know how underrated it is. It seems like um, anyone I talk to who's had it says it's great. Well, but that's that's the the point,
2: is who's had it. I mean, how many many people out there, myself included, and I'm sure so many others, when you get into drinking what you think is kind of better whiskey, bourbon, et cetera, and initially you hear wild turkey and you think of, like, oh, that was my grandpa's stuff or – that stuff sure. can't be good you know the, you there's all of those uh but it has mm-hmm.
3: that it has that bottom that bottom shelf stigma to it that but it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's not fair it's not fair at all exactly yeah but wild, it needs to stay that turkey.
4: way
2: yeah wild, wild turkey line between the, the 101 the rare breed the russell's oh, reserve Larry. the master's key I mean, we're talking. Uh, this has it's become, become like my, my favorite line of whiskey out there, almost yeah. next to Four Roses, of course.
0: Hell yeah! Oh, of course, but it's a, don't tell. We need to stop talking about uh. it because I don't want the world to know about Wild <laughs> Turkey. Sorry, Jimmy,
3: but
1: It's our little. availability
4: to be there.
3: Yeah, if you're an old school bourbon drinker, it's the bourbon for you. So yes
2: yeah indeed indeed well hey guess what guys today we have something special we are talking about Aerosmith and I have something special for you super special this episode only I actually have a guitar here that is a limited special edition Aerosmith guitar and I'm gonna play you a little riff from it oh wait oh snap you ready Go, Guitar Hero!
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, A thrash. You ass. were
0: shredding it, Jake.
2: This is Guitar <laughs> oh Hero's special right. edition Aerosmith guitar.
1: <laughs> I I just don't know
0: what to say, Jake. You are one talented motherfucker. Damn, that's impressive. <laughs>
1: That toy should definitely stay in the attic. <laughs> oh, boom boom, cha. Oh boy, Guitar
3: Hero, Aerosmith, very important to introducing them to a younger audience.
1: <laughs> yes, this very, is true. very true. Yeah, true, you're true.
3: true. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout
0: out to uh, my friends at Harmonix <laughs> for uh, that awesome freaking game. My uh, one of my good lady friends, Helen, helped to create that game. That's awesome. That's
2: so sweet. Yeah. Well. Before we get to the topic, we have the news with Sailor.
0: We do have the news. All right. So did you guys hear that Radiohead is suing songstress Lana Del Rey over a track on her brand new album, Lust for Life? Um, The suit claims that Del Rey lifted parts of Radiohead's classic Creep to create her track, Get Free, which closes out her fifth studio album. So over the weekend, rumors began to spread. And finally, (laughs) Del Rey tweeted that the rumors about this lawsuit were true and that she offered a percentage to the band, but they want 100% of the publishing from the song, and she's not agreeable to that. Well, folks, I took a minute to listen to it. Um, Not a huge Lana Del Rey fan, like some of her stuff. I had not heard this song. Girlfriend needs to pay up Toot Sweet. I mean, it's a very lovely song, but she has no credibility <laughs> if she continues to say that this song isn't ripped off. Just not cool. Not okay. cool at all. So I'm looking forward to see how this turns out.
2: I thought Lana Del Rey was just a city in Southern California. Mm. It's a person? Mm.
0: It is yep. a person.
2: Never heard yep. of her.
0: <laughs> all, you, have, you have to talk to all those kids. All the kitties. It's what the cool kids are doing these days.
3: <laughs> Yeah, that and Guitar (laughs) Hero. (laughs) 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 All
0: right, so next up in the news, it seems that there is a clown-themed Iron Maiden tribute band. They are called Power Clown. That sounds terrifying because I am terrified by clowns. So the singer of the band was apparently arrested in Japan. Of course, they're big in Japan, those fucking weirdos, for drug smuggling. He was charged with attempting, get ready for this, attempting to bring in $7 million worth of a white powder substance into the country. $7 oh, million nice. fucking oh, do- Maybe drugs got more expensive you know since I was a teenager. In
1: Japan, you don't mess around with that stuff. You no. don't mess around with that That is a whole uh, lot of gold bond medicated powder.
3: Yes. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so, man.
0: That, that is, in fact, yeah. So the band released a statement that, as well, um, weird doesn't really sum it up. You can read the full statement on Loudwire.com. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> give it a read. It is bizarro. <laughs> oh God. Um, I wonder if Maiden had anything
3: to say about that.
0: Well, we're, just just read the statements.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Wait, what they're saying, but they're saying something. Um, <laughs> in other news cool news danzig has announced a 30th anniversary tour god damn that makes me feel old while good old glenn (laughs) remains retired from touring apparently he announced that he will be playing a select amount of shows in the u.s and europe in celebration of the 30th anniversary of the first danzig tour now let me tell you dudes i really feel like danzig the kitty cat lover might outlive us all strangely but i will definitely try and catch one of these shows if i can and that is your music news for the week. What's up next?
2: Who's talking whiskey?
0: Me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we I already know. I, know I would
1: love. I would love to hear about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you now?
1: <laughs> so, what would you say goes well with Aerosmith?
0: Okay. So the whiskey expression that I chose today to pair with Aerosmith is slow and low, rock and ride.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Interesting. I I pushed it a little bit with this one, but it definitely evokes some sweet emotion. See what I did there? (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. So
0: this popcorn is in at 84 proof (laughs) and is bottled and hails from Pennsylvania. So, Robert Cooper, who crafted the Hotch-Toddlers, hotch low and low, rock and rye. I like the Hotch-Toddlers.
2: It sounds like you can (laughs) give it to kids. Yep,
0: Yep. (laughs) Hotch-Toddlers. Cooper is a third-generation distiller. Um, His grandfather, Maurice, founded Cooper Brewery in the early 20th century. And his father, Skye, actually worked at the original distillery in Pennsylvania that created the original Rock and Rye. Um, Their story is really cool. I definitely suggest you checking them out. Um, So Rock and Rye was a, a medicinal remedy. And also a cocktail, and still is a cocktail. Um, mm. The best-known mm. recipe is Harry Craddock's from the 1930s Savoy Cocktail Book, which simply called for dosing whiskey with rock, candy, and lemon. Mm. So... Slow and Low Rock and Rye, like I said, comes from Pennsylvania. It's made in Philadelphia, which is the birthplace um, of Rock and Rye, of course. And it's inspired by the traditional recipes with the backbone of straight rye whiskeys varying in their ages. So the whiskey is macerated with orange peels before being infused with honey. In addition, uh, Cooper adds a hint of whorehound to this elixir before each bottle is filled by hand.
2: Whore. Whorehound. Child. That's what I call Shut my ex.
3: Up. That's what I call my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. Anyway, um, so on the nose I definitely got cough drops that herbal medicinal scent, not in a Yum. bad way though. Um, the flavor is mellow and sweet. As you get into the middle notes, you'll definitely get the spice of the rye and then you get citrus <gasps> and comes through with a bit of a dry finish and then you get some bitter flavors um, that come through the end and you're left with a rock candy like flavor to finish it all off i like it so overall it's an expression that brings flavor in waves sweetness smoothness plenty of spicy kicks just like the band of the hour aerosmith
2: sounds delicious every time he said slow and low i just wanted to say that is the tempo <laughs> Anybody else? Damn boys it. I should have done this. <laughs> Crap. All
1: right. You know what? I think it's time to drop a little knowledge on all of you.
4: Okay, wait. We've Who's, got the a for Who's the reigning
1: champ? Who's the reigning champ? I don't know. Jake? On the reigning champ.
2: Sailor is the reigning champ. Wow. I mean, on an episode I, that I was a part of.
3: Can you, in, anyway. in Jake's defense, that. Trivia was very difficult, but to your credit, to your credit, no, credit, you got the questions right.
2: She won. She it. <laughs> she won it fair and square, even though I was clearly too drunk to remember.
1: <laughs> well, now is the chance for Jake <laughs> and Matt to redeem themselves. All right, here we go. Yes, all right, bring, it. Ready to go? bring it. Here we go. Oh, okay. Now Aerosmith got their first break in 1972. When they were signed to which record ding, ding, Jake, ding. Jake.
2: Mm. Oh, Matt
1: got. Jake. Matt got. No, Matt got it first.
3: Oh, Columbia. Damn, Damn it. it! Columbia I knew that.
2: Records. There you go. I had the answer, knew but Matt, Matt. I knew Matt got just uh, just ahead of me. Just ahead. I'm, I'm just so honest. Like fuck honestly, off, All right, dude. here we go. Go to hell. Next
1: question. <laughs> what rap group did Aerosmith collaborate ding, ding, with? Ding 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 ding. I definitely ding. got that one. I'll give it to you. No. you. Run Run DMC. Run <laughs> DMC. <laughs> I said it Boom. Fast. Well, There you go. I man, didn't I think it too easy. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> time time to hopefully this one will be a little more challenging. Alright. The nineteen seventy five release of Toys in the Attic scored Aerosmith their first top forty single. What was the name of the song? Ding ding ding. ding, ding. ding. Ooh, ding. Man, I don't know. Ding, ding. I know. Are you not I had, me? No, I'm totally I definitely, digging in first. That was a sailor.
2: Alright, All right. I on. will go ahead.
0: Sweet emotion.
1: There you go. Ooh. Oh, we got ones across the board. Alright, here we go. This up-and-coming actress known at the time as the Aerosmith Chick appeared ding, ding, in music videos. Jake, Jake,
4: Jake,
1: Jake. Could you let Please him finish the question? <laughs> you got nah. it. I'll finish the question. <laughs> She appeared in three <laughs> music videos from their 1992 <laughs> album "Get a Grip." Ding, 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 ding. Anyway,
2: hey, that was, that, was uh, that video came out at a very impressionable time in my life.
1: <laughs> oh, I bet it did.
2: <laughs> right, right around like so what was that? So did you like, 19, watch that video many times? 93-ish? I'm saying 93, yeah.
0: Was your socks yeah. were empty all the time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, my carpet was super spiky. It, ew. <laughs> <What the fuck>? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh,
4: can you cut
2: you that went. One? You know. went All there.
1: Right. You went there, not me. Next question. <laughs> Gross. Which song begins with the lyrics "Wake up, kid. It's half past youth. Ain't nothing really changing but the date." Fuck. Oh. Um. It's on Guitar Hero. Oh, I'm blanking. Oh.
0: Shit. Oh.
1: <clears throat> Wow, I actually stumped you guys a little bit.
3: Can you give an album, or would that give it away?
1: Um, (coughs) Or a a year. If no one has an idea, I will give the album. The album would be Get a Grip. What was the lyric again? Wake up, kid, it's half past youth. Ain't nothing really changing but the date. Ding, ding, ding. I
0: feel like I know this.
1: Okay, Matt. Uh, Is that Eat the Rich? Yes, it
2: is. Damn. Which that one's good job. That that song kind of got tucked right between two hits on that album. That's a decent album. I like that one.
3: <laughs> that's my favorite song that on was that an album. Awesome huh? song.
2: Wasn't that wasn't that right between like uh um what? There was like two songs that's, that was tucked right between I think
3: that's both. the I think that's the opening track, actually.
2: Is it? I think
1: yeah, yeah, it was um there was that was actually was the intro there was like on the album, they actually say intro, and it was like a few lines that led right into Eat the Rich. And then it was Get a Grip after that.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what I was thinking of? Uh, I was thinking of Gotta
1: Love It, which fell right between "Crying" and Crazy. There you go. All right. What 1998 film starred Steven Tyler's daughter, Liv Tyler, ding, 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 ding. and featured their song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing? Ding, ding, ding. All right, Jake.
0: stupid, stupid movie.
1: Armageddon. Don't. That stupid, so stupid song. Yep. Stupid song. <laughs> stupid All
0: right. song, stupid movie. Horrible
1: song. So Jake pulls Jake into the, the lead point. again.
4: Close.
1: Aerosmith appeared in the 1973 Beatles film, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and covered one of the Beatles songs, which would turn out to be the band's last top 40 hit for nearly 10 years. Ding, ding, ding. What was the name of the song? Matt? Come Together. There you go. Damn.
2: I was going to say, Ed, if you ever go like late 90s, early 2000s movie trivia, I was in high school working at a video store at that time. I will crush. Yeah, well, you're exempt <laughs> then. You just Well, you it. did get the Armageddon <laughs>
1: um, question, so there you go. You should prove <clears> that. <throat> All right. Aerosmith used outside songwriters for some of the lyrics on the album Permanent Vacation. Steven Tyler, who wrote the song Ragdoll, was supposedly furious because one of the writers, Holly Knight, received songwriting credit simply for changing one word in the name of the song. What was the original name of the song as penned by Steven Tyler? Ding, oh. ding, 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 Matt, Ragtime, yes, yes. It. dang very it, very good, Five all right, seconds. and we have
0: I knew I a knew winner,
1: it. Matt is the winner. Congratulations. I a re- a demand uh, a
2: recount. Thank you. His fourth Chad was only virtually punched.
0: I'll get you next time. And your little dog, too. Your little dog, too.
2: Dang it. All right, Sailor, good you, what you got next for us? That was good. That was good, Ed. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, great job, Ed. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're knocking <laughs> off my winning streak.
2: <laughs> of one. <laughs>
0: of two. <laughs> shut up. It was two.
2: <clears throat> I've got an like old man grandpa laugh with cough going on here.
0: Yeah, can you stop that Excuse shit? You need, some, you need some more Excuse horn me. Need, in your life. I need
2: to drink some whiskey real quick.
0: <laughs> All right, let's kick off this discussion with a little bit of a timeline. Are you ready, guys?
2: Let's do it. All right, formed in
0: 1971, the band Aerosmith was guitarist Joe Perry, bassist Tom Hamilton, singer Steven Tyler, drummer Joey Kramer, and guitarist Brad Whitford. The band was signed to Columbia Records in 1972. And in 1973, the greatest year ever, they released their self-titled debut album. This album featured a little song you may have heard of, Dream On. In 1974, the band released the album titled Get Your Wings. This album included such songs as Train Kept It Rollin' and Same Old Song and Dance. And then in 1975, the band releases Toys in the Attic, which gave them commercial success with songs like Sweet Emotion, Walk This Way, and Big Tan Inch. In 1981, Brad Whitford exits the band and is replaced by Rick DeFay. Between 1976 and 1985, the band would go on to release six more albums, including one live album. The album Rockin' a Hard Place is the only album not to feature Joe Perry as he left the band in 79. And by the way, the band spent $1.5 million on that album. In February 1984, Perry and Whitford returned to the band and complete the final original lineup. And then in 1984, again, the band embarked on a reunion tour called Back in the Saddle. Although this tour was successful, it was rifled with incidents due to some of the very hard partying by the band. In 1985, the band released Done With Mirrors. The album failed to generate any hits, or really any widespread interest. In early 86, Tyler and Perry are featured on Run DMC's cover of Walk This Way, which was a massive hit, of course, and a totally explosive new style to hit the mainstream. Again in 86, after an intervention from fellow band members and manager, Steven Tyler successfully completed Drug Hab, and the rest of the band members would go on to complete rehab themselves that following year. September of 1987, the band released Permanent Vacation, which propelled them to legendary rock status. All three singles were chart toppers, and I think this album was arguably the album that really gave them their staying powder— Power, not
4: powder, but maybe <laughs> power
1: too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> gotta get that staying powder.
1: staying powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have plenty of experience with powder, that's but that's true. a whole that's other story. That's all it takes, apparently. I think it's what that's we were talking about earlier during the news segment. Yeah.
0: But yeah. it's like, dude looks like a lady and ragdoll. <laughs> of course. And then to follow up that wildly successful album, the band tops themselves with pump in 1989. And again, all three singles hit the top of the charts and gave the band their first ever Grammy. And the rest is a lot of history, of course, that we will discuss. So there you have it guys.
1: Discuss. We shall. Well, for me, Aerosmith is summed up in three albums, (coughs) permanent vacation, pump and get a grip. You know, I was aware of Aerosmith um, that they had put out some of their hits back in the '70s, but they were like like an old band, um, you know. And I was 17 back in '87 when *Permanent Vacation* uh, was released, and I remember someone mentioned it and how good it was, and I, was, I picked it up and I was like, "Man, these guys, these guys are back! You know, these guys are really, you know, making a statement here with this album." And um, then they came out with *Pump* and um, get a grip after that. Um, you know that I ha- I had all all three of those albums, and uh, for for me, that's um you know ninety percent of Aerosmith right there from my personal experience.
2: So, should we outline that uh, this Aerosmith discussion? You know, as we do on this show, we like to uh, like to battle stuff. I think the intent was to battle. Early Aerosmith versus the latter Aerosmith, uh, yep. Which, which really, uh, it, to be quite honest, it, it, I've been a fan of Aerosmith my whole life. My my oldest sister, this is her favorite band. She has seen them in concert so many times, and I mean, just jams Aerosmith to this day. And to me, this really does this Aerosmith fits format to a T for me because it really comes down to, totally. two, to two albums for me it comes down to Aerosmith's greatest hits which is essentially their greatest hits pre 1985 ish and big ones their hits mm-hmm. post 85 both are just top to bottom incredible albums just so good I can jam either one of them and I'm not going to say which one I like best yet, but I will say this to to backdrop this. Aerosmith is a hit band for me. I love their hits. Like I said, the greatest hits albums, those two albums pretty much. I, I mean, they stand as two of my favorite rock albums of all time. However, what drops Aerosmith a couple notches below my favorites such as led zeppelin and such for me is that their albums top to bottom don't really do a lot for me each album has maybe a couple great songs on it Mm -hmm. And then kind of a lot of songs, it's similar to, uh, we, you know, we've, we've talked about ACDC on previous episodes or post-episodes, depending on where these fall. I shouldn't do chronologicals. Anyways, <laughs> um, ACDC is the same way for me. I love them. I love them as a band. Greatest Hits album, freaking phenomenal. But their album's top to bottom, don't do it. If I throw on any Led Zeppelin album individually, top to bottom, each song stands on its own. And that's just something that uh, the Aerosmith albums individually don't do for me.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah, Jake, I will kindly disagree with you. Um, you know, first of all, comparing... I okay. think you're comparing... Yes, I'm trying to be... I'm, I'm soft, <laughs> trying to speak softly so it comes off better. Um, <laughs> uh, I shall drink
2: of- my whiskey, sir, and hear your opinion.
3: uh first of all you're comparing zeppelin with aerosmith i don't think that's a fair comparison uh i'll just leave it at that i'm just saying i'm just saying where
2: where the highest bar is Mm -hmm. and i'm saying aerosmith is in the realm of the upper third ish for me so but i'm just saying that highest bar to me is led zeppelin so where do they rank up to the highest bar. Well, what drops them down below is that for me. That yeah, just not, to, clarify, to clarify, not
3: the com- not the complete album for you. Yeah, you know most bands. I, I would say one thing in general just about Aerosmith. Most bands are lucky, obviously, if they get to the top, uh, if they're <clears throat> on top of the rock world at least once in their career, uh, even for five minutes. Um, this band holds the dist- distinction of being on top of the rock world twice in their career. I mean, really, for a full decade in the 70s, basically. yeah. Uh, and then sure. again, from 87 to, say, 98, um, they were on top of the world. I mean, they had their top, their only number one hit a quarter century into their career. Uh, not a lot, maybe nobody can say that. Uh, that being said, uh, I will say for me, in contrary to what Jake was saying, Toys in the Attic and Rocks, for me, from top to bottom, um, that is it for me Those two albums are my favorite Aerosmith albums uh, I can listen to them day and night The hits The, the quote-unquote filler stuff Both of those albums Maybe Rocks a little bit more uh, Back in the Saddle, Last Child Two of my favorite Aerosmith songs by far uh, I They lost me a little bit I can understand the impact That the newer stuff had Being like post-rehab permanent vacation, Pump, Great Album uh, Get a Grip But to me, the bringing in the outside songwriters is a little bit of a sellout to me. Um, You know, I know that they had, you know, around Draw the Line Night in the Ruts in the late 70s, they had issues actually sitting down and putting together new music. Uh, There's uh, a famous photo out there of Joe Perry and Steven Tyler sitting next to each other around the Draw the Line sessions. And they're trying to put new music together. And that photo was actually snapped while they're trying. They're just in a haze. They're in a drug Hayes trying to figure out lyrics to these songs um and i think that whereas they got their success with those outside songwriters i do think it just taints it a little bit for me um whereas you know everything was written by them the first five albums was basically all of them recorded live Uh, and i think those first five albums for me is just what makes them great and doing what they did with run dmc introduced them to a whole new audience that audience goes to their back catalog uh and says hey these guys have been around for 15 years this stuff's pretty good so for me it's those five albums uh and that is the issue i have with the with the later stuff anyway for me
2: fair enough fair enough and yeah. and uh and and hey you know as sailor said in the you know in the timeline when she brought up the the run dmc collaboration that that, that really can't go you know. It, Nowadays we can look back on it and it's, you know, it's a little kind of cheesy ish, but that really, I mean, that was, that really struck. I mean, it was
0: groundbreaking. It was ground. Absolutely. absolutely. Groundbreaking.
2: Yeah, well said it was groundbreaking. That was what I was looking for and couldn't get. It was groundbreaking. It really was. Mm-hmm. And aside from the song, you know, the song itself obviously was very groundbreaking,
3: but them doing a music video together yeah, took that to the next stratosphere Oh, and when well, and then when that yeah. wall
2: when that wall explodes in the yes. music video, the, that is the proverbial yeah. the proverbial
3: oh, yeah. wall breaking down. Yes.
2: Oh, it's but legit. you realize that
0: Aerosmith was kind of a washed up band at the time, so they really had to totally they really had to convince sure. Run DMC to do that because <clears> they weren't so psyched about it right away. So it took a lot of convincing um, to get to get Run DMC to do that song. Period. So I thought that was really interesting Rick, because Rick Rubin you know, and then fast forward.
2: Too fast forward 30 years and well 30 yeah I guess about 30 years, 30 years. and and I would say that that's uh, that collaboration to your point sailor that uh, you know at the time that collaboration helped boost the population and awareness of Aerosmith 30 years later that collaboration helped boost the popularity of of run dmc to the rock and roll hall of fame voters in my opinion
0: absolutely and i think the interesting thing too is rick rubin was mm. such a genius i mean he already knew what was going on especially in new york city um you know there was already that merge of rock and you know you had beastie boys and you know the rock and hip-hop thing you know was going on underground music was kind of starting to share the stage just a little bit. And he saw that, you know, I think as a, as a light in the darkness. And, um, it was just great instinct on his part to do that. Um, and it's, you know, it's still, I mean, how do you not jam out when you hear that song for sure? And
2: what's I'd another, say, what's another band? I'm, I'm just reaching another band that Rick Rubin worked with.
0: Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. just trying to,
2: just, I feel like I have a memory Somewhere, yeah. really foggy. Memory what could that be? Yeah, like in the late 2000s. Of a discussion, yeah, of a discussion yeah. we had. Oh, about Rick Rubin working with a.
0: Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to Aerosmith. <laughs> so, Aerosmith comes from Alston, Massachusetts, Rock City, and um, so they have a special place in my heart. Uh, I think they're a great, fun rock band but I would never call them rock gods. Um, I think that, well, they're part of American rock culture, you know, and rightly so. For me, I'm okay with them up until, I mean, even right after permanent vacation, I would say that's probably my last... Aerosmith album that I purchased you know there were some songs off of following albums that I liked okay but that was really the last album that got my attention that I cared about um after get a grip I'm completely out out the loop don't care anything I've heard I was like I don't know whatever um it, I mean they have uh, one of the things that I like about them is you know they have a little bit of diversity in there because they're really like I hate to use the word generic but you know what I mean They're very like straight up rock band. And I think, Mm. you know, within Mm. I would call them straight up rock. I mean, within that, they did have a little bit of diversity, um, which wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. I have a tough time with Aerosmith. I always have. I'm very on the fence about them. I'm not super in love with them. I don't hate them. Um, you know, I've definitely bought several of their records when I was younger. Um, I'll listen to them, you know, if it comes on the radio, if I'm listening to the radio. Do I put Aerosmith on my Spotify? No. No, definitely not. To me, it's radio music.
1: Yeah, I think you and, and Jake and I are kind of in the same boat when it comes to that. We're more like a fan of the hits. We think Aerosmith, we can appreciate Aerosmith as a band. Um but I wouldn't put them in my top ten. Right. But the the songs that they have that I like, I really like.
0: Yes. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with to, that.
1: To me, Definitely.
2: to me, to me. If you take, if you essentially take those, the the two greatest hits albums that I mentioned, greatest, literally greatest hits and big ones, then those two albums, top to bottom, their collection of hits puts them in rarefied air with me it puts it puts them from rock bands strictly rock bands i mean just that genre of rock it puts them in my maybe pretty close to top five i dig it I, i love i love aerosmith's hits i can jam sweet emotion dream on back in the saddle like especially the older stuff to me is Mm -hmm. man it's just great i love it it's just got such good vibe to it It, you know i i could uh it kind of it fits in a in a playlist to me if i throw in some like older uh zz top and some aerosmith and just drive like it's just great it's just great to throw on the radio in the truck and just just roll
0: Who's a fan I just have a question for you guys Who's a fan of albums like Box of Fire Just Push Play Big Ones
2: Well big ones I
3: mean mean, for me anything that they did after When they re-signed with Columbia I think it was 96, 97 For me anything after that Is just 20 years of Not even worth (sighs) doing anything Yeah I mean because Everything before Nine Lives Is okay for me, anything mm-hmm. after that—that's the two thousands.
2: Like their 2000s stuff, when they started re- l- releasing like Jaded and Yeah, Painting Just Push Play, and yeah, and that, all that yeah. kind of shit. Like to me, that's well, it, that's exactly—that's kind of exactly. What I don't it is think for I you. could
1: even. I can't could even think of off the top of my head one post Get a Grip song that they have put out.
0: I mean, even Get a Grip to me was like compared to their other albums. I'm like, really, this is. Like, living on the edge and crying. Ugh.
2: But, yeah, I but mean... if you don't have living on the edge, no, no, I like those if songs. you don't have living on the edge, then you don't have Weird owls living in the fridge, which is <laughs> a total jam. Touche.
3: Fair.
0: Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I just, I don't even think, I mean, I, that's definitely... The la I don't know I don't e- I'm not even into that one. Yeah, I, I not
2: first metal rock whiskey weird L reference. I was gonna say I can't wait for
3: yes! L episode.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. This the fridge.
3: That's hilarious.
0: So, <laughs> I think it sounds like we're mostly in agreement. Is that fucking happening? <laughs> wow.
4: Wow. Well, like, is this the
0: thing? It sounds really boring. What the fuck, Jake? It's your fault. Come on.
2: <laughs> Disagree with something. <laughs> <laughs> but we went off, we went off format this is the problem
4: Did we, we... Allowed,
2: we allowed ourselves to just discuss Aerosmith as a whole as opposed to discussing early albums and then peeing and then talking about later <laughs> albums.
0: but nothing would have changed.
2: Well like I said, to me it, I mean their entire, uh, their entire portfolio really comes down to two albums for me and it, and it really breaks down early and and later and and it's a tough battle because they are but they wait what's the album they, what later
0: I'm, album is it that you ones. like so much
2: the, the greatest hits big ones really so <laughs> let me list, let me list it off I've, really? I've got it uh, well, interesting fact about that first greatest
3: hits album it is their best-selling album.
2: Of all the Aerosmith's greatest hits? The first one in 1980, yeah. It's, that's such a freaking amazing yeah. album. So real I'll quick. Look. yeah. So discography right here. So the first greatest hits, Dream On, Same yeah. Old Song and Dance, Sweet Emotion, yep. Walk This Way, Last Child, Back in the Saddle, Draw the Line, Kings and Queens, Come Together, Remember Walking in the Sand. A- amazing. I mean, you can put that album on at any time and just jam. Big ones, walk on water, loving an elevator, ragdoll, what it takes, dude looks like a lady, Janie's got a gun, crying, amazing. Gimmick, gimmick, blind gimmick. man, gimmick, wild. The other Gimmicky. side, crazy, gimmick. eat the rich, angel gimmick. living on gimmick. the edge. Yeah, but you don't have I mean late late eighties and nineties music. I mean, these are huge, huge hits on this that album. It
0: doesn't mean it's good.
2: But, you, but it, you know what? What is good? I mean, good is, is really relative quality. to the person because I I mean there's so many of these songs that are so relevant to my upbringing. I can I mean there's so many memories that I can just immediately I put on this album and it triggers memories through the nineties that are just all aw- well, yeah, I mean Burke like I Bacharach said, like does I that said. for
0: me. Doesn't mean I like it. <laughs>
2: Well, that's because and, you like Austin Powers, the second one. And those three ballads
3: from "Get a Grip," you have to give a lot more credit to Alicia Silverstone than you actually have to to the band because huh. those songs, when they were released as singles, they were really criticized by the by the Rolling yep. Stones and the critics. But as soon as those videos hit, they became yep.
2: huge hits. See, right? Well, con- that's And, and, the gimmick and, gimmick and is true. controversially, controversially, having Steven Tyler's own daughter in one of those videos too. Yes.
0: Who he had just recently met, by the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's one sexy elf. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. we're disagreeing. Yeah, I, said it. That. I feel better now.
3: Right?
2: No, you're wrong. Does that make you feel better? Fuck off.
3: <laughs> I just don't know how you don't think Pump is a great album, though.
2: I think for their new for
1: their, I think Pump is a great album.
3: No, really? didn't do it for to anybody. Me,
1: Pump and Permanent Vacation. Those are the the only two Aerosmith I, albums I can live I, live. I can listen to beginning to end.
2: Yeah, I, I just can't. There's there's not a single one. I went back through, uh, <clears throat> back through. Yeah. Ev- I listened to every single album front to back before we did this episode, and there wasn't one. That I was like, oh man, this is Lizback just a great album. You know, we've talked about other bands where, you know, metal. There's Metallica albums where front to back, it's just incredible. Fuck yeah. There's uh, there's so many other great albums out there. I'm not gonna bring up some of them at this point because (laughs) Sailor will yell at me. There's other albums out there that (laughs) are just I mean, long loss is the day of the great album, especially in today's society when everything is buy a single, play a single. I mean, I I have Spotify open on my phone right now. I'm 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 as guilty as anybody, except the fact that I do also collect vinyl records. I want great albums and there's. There's so few in in the lexicon of Aerosmith to me.
0: I agree. I mean, talking, speaking of Pump, I mean, the only two, and I sang good songs. I don't even know if they're, I would call them good songs. It's because they were popular, Love in an Elevator and Janie's Got a Gun. Okay, Janie's Got a Gun, I kind of think is an okay song, but... They're not, even. it's not really great songs on that album. I can't, I'm not feeling it. Dude, with Those pump.
3: first, the first two songs on the album for me, just sell me completely on that album. Got a little nice little so, bass pop on it. No fans of uh, what right. it takes here. Young Lust and <laughs> F-I-N-E Fine, I man.
4: This is a those I two songs know. are awesome. E.
3: Fine. Yeah. Uh, I
4: that's
3: know. a, that's a, that's a sexy album. I like that album.
0: Oh, it's a sexy album, it's Mr. Larusso. Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: oh. yeah, it's got a picture of a couple of uh, mating <laughs> yeah, trucks no. on the. Man, it's got front. like a truck and a gas pump on it. Just gets my juices flowing.
0: <laughs> that gets you going. That gets yeah. your engine running. Hot
3: ah, rod, I see what you did there. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: I have to say
0: that I took a permanent vacation from Aerosmith after permanent vacation. <laughs> hey. I got all the jokes
2: tonight. <laughs> That's a great pun.
0: <laughs> so um, I don't know. I think I think we're almost in agreement.
2: <laughs> do we? Do we actually all love their early stuff the best?
0: Yes. Right, Matt.
2: Yeah,
3: I think like like I said, for me, the first five albums are they're just a slice of rock history that. Agreed.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. You know what? I I did make a big deal out of their later. you know the uh, ladies early 90s albums but i kind of agree on your point if you you name the hits from the 70s um quality wise i think those should take it yeah
4: their
1: their
2: hits are as good as anybody's
1: but their non-hits are as bad as everybody's You know, I didn't even realize that there, you know, until I was researching for this episode, that there was actually a a period of time there when Steven Tyler wasn't even with the band in the middle there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of bad. I mean, think about that.
1: I don't know if he
3: was like, you know, when he was on drugs, I don't know if he was actually with the band. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. There's
0: actually, there's a... I, I was watching, oh, I don't know what, some behind the music video thing. And he's talking about, I don't remember, it was an early, it was early on an early album where he had put, t- put together a song, written all the lyrics, is late because he's all fucked up and hung over and leaves the paper in the taxi and gets to the studio. And he's like, oh, fuck, I don't have any of the lyrics. Oh, so he had to make up the lyrics like on the spot. And I'm just like, oh my God. Are you me? <laughs> like, I would, I would have, we wouldn't have recorded it. if it was me. I would have killed well, I would have <clears> killed him. <throat> fucking dead. Dude, I'm not letting you make this shit up on the spot. Listen, but whatever it was, it worked. I wish I could remember the exact song. But here's, an, yeah.
3: here's another interesting fact about Steven Tyler, though, as we and all the huge rock fans listening out there know, one of his trademarks is the scarf wrapped around the mic stand. Yep. So. Yeah, back about that. back What's in the, the that? in the mid to late, I guess, seventies early eighties, um, he used to actually have little pouches sewed into the scarf wrapped around the mic stand because
2: that's where he kept his drugs. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. You know, I remember. Uh, I remember something right. about that. Yeah,
0: so crafty and fashionable at oh, the I same know. time. Absolutely. He's just a renaissance man. A, a crafty, You're a, a renaissance cra- man, Steven Tyler. It's
2: actually kind of lame. Craftsman. It's kind of lame because jimmy hendrix was hardcore and used to just wrap his bandana with drugs around his head and steven tyler would just wrap it around his mic stand that's that's lame all right all that's right jimmy wins, jimmy wins that's, that, that that's one that's light rock that's light rock.
0: actually jimmy doesn't win because he's fucking dead
3: that's true
4: so
3: <laughs> and actually <laughs> steven tyler literally like died on stage twice
2: and they he came back to life it's like <laughs> he's another person who should not be oh, alive yeah. Yes. i agree
4: <laughs>
0: As a matter of fact, what I feel like... I think is, he
2: might be like Westworld Robot.
0: I was just going to say that period of time where he wasn't in the band, I think he was getting reanimated. I think that's what was happening.
2: Shit <laughs> needs to be looked into.
1: For sure. What's his
0: face? What's his name? Who owns Tesla? He,
1: we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Elon what's his Musk. Head?
0: <laughs> Elon Musk was reanimating him.
1: What's his face? What's his head?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs>
1: Elon Musk would have been Elon like Musk in had grade school. It's possible.
0: He's a fucking genius. This is a, this is a thing. No, he wasn't in grade school when he was. No, we're talking about like in the t- 2000s, right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> when he was gone?
4: Uh, yeah, oh, okay.
3: like mid to late 2000s. Yeah,
0: yeah. see? This yeah. is plausible. When,
3: when he was in rehab for doing painkillers.
0: Elon Musk, if you're listening, <laughs> please let me know. Um, I, I see that you're tweeting other people. You can just give me a shout out. Just yes, yes or no. Thumbs up, thumbs down emoticon, please. Thank you.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: To prove my point. So, well, are we boring? Because we didn't argue?
2: You know what? (laughs) If we're not going to argue, then I'm just going to play more solos on my Aerosmith guitar.
0: No, please don't. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Oh, it's sick. It's so sick.
0: (laughs) <laughs> now is when I wish we had video <laughs> of <Or> just him. <laughs>
3: <Sorry>. <laughs> Someone take a photo quick.
0: So, in summation, Aerosmith is great, great rock band. Early shit, awesome. Later shit, not so much. Definitely legendary band. Yes.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I will give them that. Mm. Definitely. Look, if, I mean, if if you have two. Amazing greatest hits albums. You're legit. I mean if you have right. one great greatest hits album, then you're legit. But having two and a, a two eras like mass that I mean they were they, they did hit the they did hit the top of the charts in multiple eras, which puts them in rarefied air.
1: Um speaking of rarefied air, I also reading that they're they are <laughs> credited as being the best selling hard, American hard rock band. That is
3: time. correct.
1: So I'm just kind of curious about the classification of hard rock wow. there. I don't know. Whatever what's is it hard rock or just rock that? band? It's hard rock. It's they said specifically I don't hard call hard them rock.
0: hard rock. I wouldn't yeah.
1: call
0: them they're straight up rock and roll.
1: Yeah to
2: me like Judas Priest is hard rock. Yeah. Like Aerosmith yeah. is classic rock.
3: Classic rock, blues rock, yeah. Some blues are well, classic rock, and rock and
1: roll. now, but they're, they're straight, the up, day. Rock
2: straight up rock and roll.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, are they harder rock than Buddy Holly? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But he was rock and roll, man. I mean, that guy was thrashing. Yeah, back in the day. Back, uh, I mean, up up until like yeah, Waylon maybe. Jennings yeah. gave up his plane seat. Yes.
0: Oh, damn. Too soon?
2: Too soon? Too soon?
0: Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. That was, to Richie um,
3: Val- that was to Richie Valens, though. That wasn't to Buddy Holly. Ricardo Valenzuela?
2: Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, yes. La, la Bamba. La Bamba. La, 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 la Bamba. La Bamba. How the F did we get on La Bamba in the an Aerosmith Hull. episode? So
0: maybe you're right. Maybe it would be considered harder. <laughs> we've
2: rock.
3: literally, okay, let's recap this episode. <laughs> it's harder rock than La Bamba. Yeah, we've talked about Richie Valens, Buddy Holly. Yep. Elon Musk, we yep. all yankovic in one episode. Yep.
0: We are so cultural, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god.
2: We well, you know, we we had to hit all our markets. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I think I think then if we're gonna talk about like uh, you know fifties rock, the re- original rock and roll bands, yeah, you know, and then you would consider Aerosmith hard rock. I think that's that's True. factual.
1: Fair point overall if you go from you know from rock and roll as from the beginning of rock to the current state of rock i guess they would be there's a, the there's
2: definitely a progression in which they fall go. into the hard rock category yeah
3: for an american band because that, you, know, you got to remember at that time too i mean you have your sabbaths earlier on you had your zeppelins so they're all mm-hmm. that british wave so i mean for an yeah. american band yeah they're just straight
0: up for rock sure. but i mean i get yeah, yeah. hard rock is definitely accurate I guess it, as it's fun always going gauged, on. It's,
2: those those classifications are always gauged to the uh, era prior. That's how it always happens. So it's if you're hard rock, it just means that your rock is a little harder than what came before you.
4: Right. And true. then as you
2: graduate from the hard rock to the metal, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that, people call Ozzy metal. Well, yeah, at the time, that was that was. That shit was metal. Well nowadays is it like it's still metal? Yeah. Well it's to yeah. But like to the new kids Let's that go. love the like the super heavy stuff where they're like, oh that's not metal. Well, that's I mean so there's, there's always that metal argument metal where yeah you have to Exactly. Well that's the that's the argument. That's the, the argument rod. is and country Aerosmith rock. being hardcore or hardcore hard metal what, is, what do we call it hard rock hard rock hard yeah. rock yes. hardcore <laughs> Aerosmith <laughs> being hard rock I think that it, it was more that uh, a reclassification never occurred so nowadays there's so many reclassifications for every type of rock and metal there's a subgenre for everything whereas so many bands of the 70s and 80s fall into uh, a a larger subgenre of hard rock or pop rock or...
0: Well, Aerosmith is also classic rock,
2: and not just because... Like Ed mentioned, it's classic rock only to those of us that weren't...
0: No, 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 because the time frame of what you call classic rock, they were also there during that time frame. Do you know what I mean? So the bands that we consider classic rock they were that's 60s and 70s
2: yeah oh for totally. sure
0: so they're well, my not dad just doesn't because call it classic rock now. he just
2: calls it rock well <laughs> that's, what, that's the point that ed was making it's classic exactly, rock to yeah. us
1: but like no. our parents yeah. just called yeah. it a, rock. Like, i was a fan when it was just rock
0: <laughs> well okay.
1: Well, my kids would call everything anything in the '80s classic. Right? Oh, do you, hey, no, have you listened you to children. classic? Have you listened
2: to classic rock stations nowadays? It's all know, like exactly. Van Halen, oh, yeah, a lot of '80s creep yeah. and of Pearl, Jam. Pearl, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam being yeah. played yeah. on classic rock yeah, stations he now. You took the word right out of my mouth, man.
0: Pearl <laughs> Jam. No, I remember driving yeah. home from voting
2: Stone yep. many Temple years yeah. ago. For sure, Alice in Chains. I heard the other day on a classic rock station.
0: It's ridiculous. Many years ago, I was driving home from voting, and um. I turn on the radio because I didn't want to f with my phone, and uh, it's the classic rock station. And they're like, "Next up, the Stray Cat Strut." Yeah, and I, like, ah, I can turn the radio off, and I was just, like gripping the steering wheel. This is not <laughs> happening to me. I'm not ready for this.
2: But but you kept listening because Brian Setzer's a badass, right? Yeah. Well.
0: I did not listen <laughs> because I was fuming, but he is a badass and I have that shit anyway on my own. I don't need to hear it on the goddamn radio when it's called classic fucking rock.
2: I don't need to hear it's somebody a- tell me what my music
0: has. Actually I think it was called all oldies station. I think that's what it was. It was the Oldies station.
2: Oh now that's yeah. bad. Oh, and you
3: start especially it after oldies. voting, you're all amped up already, you know? Oh
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I vote ahead. Fucking
0: Brian Setzer has an oldie.
3: I got my <laughs> fucking pin on my shirt. you yeah, Stick sticker I on it. my
2: sweatshirt. I <laughs> it says, think I, it's it says I voted, and there's like three stars and half an American flag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, how many, if you played, whipped out the um, Stray Cats album and played it to your average 15-year-old, and you said, okay, what era do you think this music is from? How many Swing. of them would you you think, would say the 80s? None. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. i say none
0: the 50s or something.
1: Yeah, well, because exactly. none of them realized that
2: in the, early 60s, in the late 90s, that. early 2000s, uh, the swing style made a huge comeback.
0: No, no, the 80s, it happened in the 80s first. Because I was a rockabilly kid. Well, yeah,
2: with yeah, the but also, cats. Yeah, but, then the, cats. Too, but yeah. then the late 90s, too. But then the late know, 90s, early 2000s, like swing yeah, dancing, course. it made a yeah. huge revival. Yeah, cherry pop and dance. I mean, it's all,
1: it, yeah. it's I know I was sick, there for it. It's, it's all The whole Scott Clothing, music, kind of all. there. A Let's
0: never discuss Scott again. That can just silently die in the annuals of music.
2: Please. I'll let that fade. I'll let that fade. Even though I do dig some ska.
3: Well, that's the impression that I get from you, <laughs> <Yeah>. sailor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not my favorite style of music. Yes. No. That and I don't know what else I hate more than that. Maybe clown music.
2: How about Lars? ICP. <laughs> clown posse. Literally. Did somebody
0: say Lars?
3: Who do you think said Lars? Me.
0: Fuck you, Lars.
3: <laughs> A Lars. Lars we, solo we got project. It in there.
0: Yeah. oh god he did oh, fuck you Lars
2: <laughs> Lars Ulrich presents the Lars Ulrich Project. oh my goodness real quick speaking of drummers yeah uh, and this is going to tie into our uh, our Facebook group uh, Metal Rock Whiskey on Facebook search it look it up uh, Matt your amazing wife posted a hilarious uh, video from I think the guy's name is something dines. Um, I clicked on the video oh, yeah. that she posted in again, the metal rock whiskey Facebook group. I clicked <laughs> on that video and spiraled for like three hours. Oh into
0: yeah. I know what you're talking
2: about. Into this dude's YouTube yeah. channel. And it's incredible. The guy is like, one of the most talented musicians I've ever seen in my life. He has, is that the, uh, is that the, like the, the 10 moves of like a metal yeah, singer or something? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. She posted a video. She posted a video that yeah. is like this guy clowning on, uh, the 10 moves that, uh, that metal, uh, singers do. There's like the, you know, like the, the, the helicopter headbanger. There's the, the guys like swirling the microphone. There's That's all this funny. shit. Yeah. well, you know you click on it and then it plays the next video the next video the next video and this dude like there's videos of him kind of like clowning the lars style of drumming the pop pop bop, bop and that he is just tearing it up check it check it out i wish i i go just you know what listener yeah go to our facebook group and look it up his last name is dines i i subscribe to his youtube channel because he rocks love it
3: yes and a huge thank you to uh, I have to go uh,
1: check that out i didn't go past. a huge thank person.
3: you
2: to mrs Whis- whiskey obsessor for that video
0: yes yes, yes
2: indeed mrs
0: whiskey obsessors hilarious I know, so, legit
2: yes. though matt thank your wife because his page is awesome and i love yes. it and i would have never found it had she not posted that video i so, agree check so it out guys i mean that's i love her what?
4: feed she
0: cracks me up
2: in these in these groups in these facebook groups be active mm-hmm. You know what? If you if you like something, if you, you want to talk about something, throw it up there.
1: It gets uh gets shit going. Cool. All right. Well, I was about to ask what everyone was into right now, but I think we know what Jake's into. You know what? I'll I'll segue from there. Uh, what I am into. One of my favorite
2: podcasts is called The Podcast. I love the guys. They uh they do talk about it is a uh, pretty much specifically whiskey and hilarity podcast so um that is something that i i have loved since they started um matt kind of stuff you've been listening to
3: well i am a little bit guilty because i know last week on last week's episode i said that i had downloaded all of our hosts other podcasts the drinking darlings uh and i have not listened to them yet they're all still here i'm going to (sighs) binge I'm going to binge listen to them, I promise I will binge listen to them as soon as I have the time. Uh, as far as music goes, I do not know if there are any breaking Benjamin fans out there. Um, I stumbled across, I'm not a huge fan, not a huge fan. I stumbled across their new single called Red Cold River. Hmm. It is much heavier than their other stuff, so really? anyway, yes. So Check that. yeah, um, it throws you for a loop at the beginning of the song, but uh, overall, I think it is one of their better songs. So I would suggest going to check that single out right now. Uh, I believe the album has not been released yet. I believe it's being released a little bit later, next month maybe. I think, uh, but go check that out. Red Cold River Breaking Benjamin. You know and what I Drake really Crunch.
2: love, what I really love about what you said is uh, on the Drinking Darlings. I really love the uh, Friday Social Swig <laughs> with our very own <laughs> Sailor.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm she's, cooking up, she's cooking
2: up all kinds of cocktails on that episode so there's some of us that love to just drink our bourbon but every now and then as I have learned through our friendship with uh, the good old sailor a cocktail's not that bad I've been mm-hmm. digging some cocktails lately you guys I've have been d- doing I've good been, I've been practicing on some of those social swig cocktails and uh So kudos, Sailor. And over to Sailor, what are you uh, listening to?
0: So um, let's see. I haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, strangely enough, because I've been driving all over the country. Um, (laughs) I've I've kind of been just finishing out all my favorites. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this one before. Uh, The guy who used to do whine about it um, on Facebook um, has a new podcast called The Unhappy Hour, Matt Bellassai, Hmm. and he's freaking hilarious. It's just a complaining podcast. It's amazing. (laughs) So that cracks me up. Um, Musically, I've been going back to the basics and definitely because of doing this podcast. Um, What I love about it is we all spend a lot of time researching you know the artists in question before we do this podcast so I mean we're going to be freaking geniuses but after doing this for a year Christ um but it like makes me like I listen to all the music and then I listen to you know sometimes you'll see interviews I watch a lot of interviews with the bands and they'll talk about their influences or their favorite bands and um, I started going back and listening to a lot of old Soundgarden lately Because when an artist that I really love and care about passes away, I literally can't listen to their music right away. Everybody else will be listening to it like crazy, and I can't. It's upsetting. So, um, god damn, Soundgarden was such a good band. Mm. So I've been totally binging on Soundgarden. So good. um, And also, I'm super late to the game on this one. Like. Well, maybe not for us and our age group, but definitely for the kitties. So I recently got turned on to Sia, of all people. Do you guys know wow. who she is? Yes. So. Very um, mm-hmm. Wait, wait.
2: Is of all people the band? Sia no.
0: Sia <laughs> is the artist. Wait, what? S-I-A. I'm S-I-A.
2: Are you telling me goodbye right now? I'm just oh, like so Oh, like, Sia? So, mm-hmm. so See that's, you later, Jake.
0: what's a, a dad joke. <laughs> um, so she... I always complain that... I thought it was Kaya. It's Sia. I don't know. There might be a Kaya, too, or Keisha, or Keisha, whatever the fuck. I don't know.
2: Kesha, uh, I know. I know there's a Kesha with a dollar sign, See? and it's lame. There
0: you go. <laughs> this is a different lady, and <laughs> she is... A true artist. And I'm always super intrigued by people that are so committed to their artistry. And she is definitely one of them. Um, I had that de- when I, when I went into the rabbit hole of hers, it was because she has this one girl that has been in a ton of her videos and dances in mm-hmm. her live performances. And um, she's very, very talented. Uh, and, I am fascinated by people like she, Sia herself stands still because she wears this giant wig that covers her whole entire face. And, Mm -hmm she just stands there for hours like i don't know hours for a a long time and i'm thinking that's that wig must be so hot like how is she breathing (laughs) you know she's just standing still do her feet hurt she has to be helped on and off stage but she's so i love when people are so committed to their art like that so just Mm -hmm. you know shout out
3: and if you want to see the this the person that sailor was talking about in those music videos check out the music video for chandelier i know i'm losing a lot of my metal heads with this but i don't care because it's, it's awesome yeah it's called Ooh. chandelier and I'll it's it all out. in one take there's no editing uh and it's all the whole dance routine is just in one take so, so is that a song it's a song a yeah yeah, oh, yeah.
2: yeah i'm so confused nowadays that no see people... is the person the song is chandelier okay <laughs> no i mean for me i I like a whole lot of different music and I'll just judge it individually but uh, I, I get really confused with the names
3: but I'm with sailor on the on the artistic <laughs> approach i I, I mm-hmm. can admire the uniqueness and you know in, in a in a music world now where everything is cut and paste and the same it's mm-hmm. nice to see something different yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: cool. I feel like with Lady Gaga, I appreciated her artistry for sure, but her music oh, yeah. wasn't anything for I sure, would have yeah. ever listened to. Exactly. I was never interested in it. But Sia's music, I actually quite like, and I'm not a pop music person at all.
4: Cool.
0: So that's me. Man, this is a weird show. What the fuck, right. guys? Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. It's like I
3: our like like it second half. Two our two two second hours. half was not about Aerosmith at all. I kind of like it. I
4: kind
2: of <laughs> yeah, like it. It's yeah. Even weird. We just.
1: We flow with it though. Yeah. this was a lot of fun. We're getting the hang of this. Yeah, I've recently just started listening to a podcast called The Luscious Life. Have any guys ever? You know,
2: you know what, there Ed, I love that you know? podcast. <laughs> I I really I really Couple dig, of, dig uh, on. Uh, really dig on the Luscious Life with Alicia and them. Lisa there.
0: Yay! <laughs> we love them. <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, I just uh, will listen to their latest episode today, the Tiki Takeover, which is very interesting because yeah, I, I think we all know again. we all have all heard of Tiki, mm-hmm. but we really they really dive into yeah, the history yeah, yeah. of Tiki which Yeah, Tiki is awesome. And it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and they even um mention uh, a yeah. Tiki uh bar in Chicago called Three Dots oh. and a Dash, which need I've to heard go a there. lot about, but I've and never been back. myself. I'm, I'm going to plan on, yes. a trick to plan much, on but doing on a list. But also, I am also into a bourbon that I just You're into bourbon. Hard. Really? No. And, oh my, yeah, you drink bourbon? You're crazy. Um, I actually found a very hard-to-come-by bottle of Rock Hill Farms. Uh-huh. Eduardo. And all I can describe <laughs> it is it's all my bourbon hopes and dreams.
4: Whoa-wee.
1: I'll just leave it at that. It's a good one. It's a good, that, that is a, it's a tasty
2: pour. I think it comes in a nice proof point uh, for the uh, the Buffalo Trace
1: Rock. It's 100 product. proof. So it's got a little bite. It's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, great flavors. The nose is to die for. Um, yeah it's just a great great expression
2: well it's it's the highest proof of the uh, of the standard mash bill 2 from buffalo trace which i think buffalo trace doesn't actually own the mash bill 2 that's actually owned by a japanese conglomerate just do some research on that it's a really interesting right. story Hmm. Really interesting story. That's why none of the uh, BTAC collection comes from Nashville, too, by the way. Um, But, yeah, that Rock Hill Farms at 100 proof, right? Yes, exactly. So you have the the Hancocks (laughs) at (laughs) 88.9, the Elmer T. Lee at 90-ish, and then Rock Hill Farms at 100 proof. It's good. What yeah. was that, cork pot? Some, someone's been studying. I just studying. saw, Ooh, I just swing saw somebody swig straight from the battle.
4: Eh, who
0: needs glassware? It's good. Overrated. So <laughs> it's time for Betty, <laughs> Betty. By soon.
1: There you go. All right. Well, I just want to give a big, a huge thanks to all of our listeners out there. And um, <clears throat> if you enjoyed this episode, you know, even if you didn't, Give us another chance and uh, join us for future weekly episodes of Metal Rock and Whiskey.
3: Uh, I will say to all of our listeners who are still listening, uh, our fellow (laughs) Metal Rock and Whiskey obsessors, uh, uh, we obviously we value your opinions. We value your feedback on what we're doing here. Please take the time to find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. We got a pretty cool Facebook page up right now. Um so please again search Metal Rock Whiskey, ask to join. We will we will add anybody. <laughs> no. Uh just kidding. Send us your love. Robot. What's that? Yes, as long as, long as you know robot. robot. Yes. Uh send us all your love, all your likes, please share your thoughts, your reviews, <sighs> questions, suggestions, concerns, comments about the show, anything uh that you think is pertinent. Uh you can also follow us individually. On Instagram, yours truly at the whiskey obsessor. That is whiskey. Save the E.
1: Ed. I am Bourbon Geek on Instagram. Sailor.
0: I am Sailor Retro on Instagram.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a good episode. I really like this. This was fun. We changed it up. We changed it up a little bit. We didn't we didn't necessarily like battle. We I'm an are, amazing producer, we're... guys. Just so you know, <laughs> yes. I have
0: many leather bound. Books.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, your <laughs> office smells of English leather and, and, and an old, an old bound book. And
0: books. I ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a good time. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we will have a uh, a Patreon page set up for you guys to go check out. Uh, you can link th- to that through our Instagram page. Um. You can find me on the social media at bourbon dot spartan. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks fun. for that, this Jake.
2: Is, no, this was fun. I'm just I'm just kind of like taking a moment to, to think back at this episode. This was different. A
4: moment. Yeah. Was
2: different. I was having a moment. Honestly, though, my glass is actually empty. Mm. Thank you, Ed, so much for editing our episodes. Thank you, Sailor, for producing these episodes. But I'm thirsty. And we need to get the hell out of here. Tip your waitress. We're out.
0: Oh,
4: and fuck you, Lars. I love you
0: Hey listeners, you know that cool song we play at the beginning and end of our show? It's called Whiskey Always Wins, and it was written and performed by my dear friends of When Particles Collide. Please check them out on your favorite music streaming platforms and give them your support. Rock on, friends.